live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. That's right, folks, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, 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 one and all. It is Tuesday, May 11th, year of our Lord, 2021. This is Live from America, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing, but God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, a.k.a. the Hip Hop Patriot. I want to thank you all so very much for joining with me today on this beautiful blessing of a day. God's grace is shining upon us. The armor of God is wrapped and we are clothed in that protection. And folks, we are just blessed to be here, blessed to have another breath on this wonderful, wonderful place that God's given us called Earth. I'd like to give some shout outs to those who are watching on Rumble live right now. And by the way, I've enjoyed Rumble so, so very much. But let's give some shout outs right now. Wendy from PA says, got your message about the pipeline. I knew something was wasn't right about that. Well, we're going to be talking about that today, so we'll get into that here in a little bit. We have Red Ram 43 says good morning from Space Coast, Florida. Uh, we've got um, um, Jackie Bradley says good morning, Jeremy from Indiana. We have um, uh, Wendell 1968 says good morning from Michigan. I called Shirky's office yesterday. Thank you. And that is uh, State Senator uh, Shirky in Michigan. She's talking about there. We've got Karen Ma from Baton Rouge, Louisiana or Louisiana. She says hello to my favorite hip hop uh, star and, and hip hop family. Best show ever. We've got uh, Lori from, she said, the dictatorship of Pennsylvania. We've got T. Mitchell watching from Texas. Adam Reeves is also with us this morning. Uh, let's see who else we got here. We've got uh, Aaron from San Diego. We've got Zelda Mom from Naples, Florida watching. And a couple more. Sherry from Texas. And how about, uh, let's see, Vintage Lulagal from New Jersey. She says Northeastern New Jersey. We got about 2,000 people watching already. I want to thank you all very, very much uh, for everything that you guys do, for all of the support, for all of the shares, the likes. You guys are super action uh, action oriented. Uh, if, if I ask you to do something nine times out of 10, you do it like sharing the video, copying it and send it over to Facebook. I know it's not ideal on rumble yet where you have to share the live and then you have to wait for the uploaded version. And then you have to share the uploaded version. I promise you that will get better. I actually have a, um, a conference call today with the company that is facilitating me to move to digital TV. And once I do that, I'll be able to not only be live on Roku, Fire Stick, my website, and others, but I'll also be able to simultaneously uh, stream to all of my social media platforms that I put in there. So it, it, it was supposed to have already happened. But, you know, the world of technology and trying to predict when you'll be able to do certain things with technology is very hard these days. Just look at the Colonial Pipeline right now and everything they're dealing with because they rely on computers when they shouldn't and, by the way, don't have to, okay? I would also like to give a big shout-out to Natasha Garrison. Natasha messaged me this morning on Instagram and asked if I would give her a shout out for her birthday today. So if you guys could all join with me in the comments below. I know some people still haven't figured out Rumble. I know some people still have a hard time figuring out how to comment. I wish I could help you. I wish I was technical support for Rumble. However, I'm not. So for those who can comment below, um, please say happy birthday to Natasha Garrison. And I'd also like to, to quickly sing happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Natasha. Happy birthday to you. And it's your 35th birthday. God bless you, honey. I hope you have a wonderful day. And I hope your family and friends uh, get you a bunch of presents. Okay? I'd also like to ask for prayers, okay, for Lauren Cole. Lauren Cole also messaged me and said her mother took the vaccine. And it's uh, she's been very ill and very fatigued since 
taking it. She said she doesn't feel right. There's things that are different. She just feels very weak and very fatigued and very ill. So if we could please pray for Lauren Cole, her family, and specifically her mother to get through this. I know people are doing what their government uh, suggests they do what the health experts, what the doctors are suggesting that they do. And I'm not here to tell you to get it. I'm not here telling you not to get it. I am here to tell you that I'm not getting it and why I'm not getting it or my kids won't be getting it. That is all. I'm not a doctor. I can't, I can't pretend to know what's best for you and your family and your immune system. That is up to you and you entirely. I constantly, constantly want to get that message out there, folks, that when you hear me talk about the, the vaccine, it's basically just an opinion based off research and stories that I've heard. So please take what I say about getting the vaccine or not getting the vaccine uh, at your own risk and, and do what's right for you and your family. Um, so I want to pray for uh, Lauren Cole's mother in the time of their need right now and uh, and their uncertainty. I know things aren't easy right now, folks. I do. I do. I know we're facing a bunch of trials and a bunch of tribulations um, that... What, I don't know. We just got to, we got to maneuver through them. We got to pray. We got to keep God with us and we got to stay together as conservatives, as Americans, and as, and as literally as followers of Jesus Christ, uh, because through the gospel, we are united. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get to the verse of the day today, because I can hardly wait to read this to you. The verse of the day today that I sent out in my newsletter. And by the way, if you're not signed up for my newsletter, please just go to my website, scroll to the bottom and you can sign up right then and right there. But the verse of the day today comes from Psalm 19.7, or as resident corn pop with his hairy legs and his sniffing in the White House would call it, Palmas. Come on, guys. Palmas. Come on, man. That's what it is. It's Palmas. <laughs> oh, so, so sadly mistaken. Psalm 19.7. Please find this in your Bibles now if you have them with you, or if you want to do it after the show, uh, that's, that's a good way to do it too. It says this, the instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. And I titled this this morning, um, without God, you are a fish out of water. Think about that. Without God, separated from the gospel, separated from the word of God, you are a fish out of water. So let's get back to the psalm. The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. So I wrote this. This verse is telling us two different things. The verse is that the words of God, the words of the Lord our God are law. The entire Bible is law, meaning that there is no special interpretation from the beginning to the end is telling us how to live and how to act. The second is that the law is statute, meaning that the Bible never goes out of date and the cultures of today do not change the word. Think about that. The cultures of today do not change the word. If you allow cultures to change your interpretation of God's law, then the gospel will be twisted and turned so much that your great-grandchildren will never know the true word of God and will never believe what it says. Now, the verse says that the instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. If you take a fish out of water, it gasps for its breath and flops around because, of, because it's panicking without water, where it lives, what it needs. Well, the gospel is our water, folks. When we are submerged in the words of God daily, we are sustained, blessed, and filled with joy and life. When we are without the word of God, we are like the fish gasping for air, searching for a life filled with grace, joy, and laughter. Sometimes we get stubborn and rely on ourselves, but almost every single time we do that, we fail. We are filled with sin and have the minds of children compared to God. We can't possibly we can't possibly know what is best for us i always say this if you feed your belly every day then you must feed your soul your soul hungers for the word of god it was designed that way so don't starve your soul don't be a fish out of water and go to god today and the prayer was our father in heaven please help me and guide me to your word daily Help me to hear you better. Help me understand the gospel so that I can go and share it properly with others. 
Lord, there are a lot of things working against me every day in this fallen world of sin, but your instructions are perfect and they revive my soul daily. It gives me strength, courage, and the full armor of God to fight back the evil sources that set out to ruin my and your word every second of every day. Set me free, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And folks, I, I truly believe that. 100%. I lived life on both sides of the aisle. I've lived life on both sides of the tracks. And I can tell you from my own experiences that without the word of God, once you get it, once you receive it, once you understand it, once you are in lockstep with the word of God, that doesn't mean you don't sin anymore. That doesn't mean that you don't make mistakes. That doesn't mean that you don't once in a while rely on your own habits and then rely on yourself. But what it means is that when you are without the word of God, you start recognizing all of that. You start recognizing how unstable you as a person really are. You start to recognize how unfulfilled you really are without what you were designed to have every day. Food, water, and the gospel. Now, let's go to the uh, Lord's Prayer. And uh, let's also think of Miss Lauren Cole and her mother while we say the Lord's Prayer. You know the drill. Please say it loud and proud out in the open. Let everybody around you hear it if you can. If for some reason you can't or you're too shy or you're too scared or you don't know the words of the Lord's Prayer, then just listen, take it all in, and focus on the foot of the cross as we say the Lord's Prayer. All right, here we go. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Deliver us from evil evil. What is happening in our country right now is evil. BLM terrorists, Antifa terrorists are evil. Far right-wing extremists and the KKK are evil. Hollywood is evil. The people that run Disney are evil. The top brass in our government, including our military at, at the Pentagon, are evil. But folks, I've said this a thousand times and I'll say it a thousand more times if I have to. You cannot beat God. You cannot beat good. Evil never wins in any story, in any book, in any fantasy, in any movie, and definitely in the Bible. Evil will never win. And look what's happening in Israel right now. The temple literally was set on fire last night. What does it say in the Bible about Israel? What does it say about what happens at the end of days? About the temple burning down? About Israel falling because of the nations around it? Evil is trying its best right now to rear its ugly head and take over. It's not even hiding anymore. All you have to do is look at what's going on in our political world right now in Washington, D.C. The left and the, the, uh, the rhinos, the establishment, the evil people, the Pharisees of today are not even hiding it anymore. They're right out in the open and they're like, this is who we are. This is who we are and we are going to take over. But let me let you in on a little secret. We have two major weapons. Number one, we have God. The best weapon you could possibly have. Number two, we have Trump. And don't think for a second that when Trump left and said on that, on that tarmac that day, the best is yet to come. Go home. I know things are going to be rough, but go home, get some rest because the best is yet to come. And God will always take you through trials and tribulations. There will always be pain before there is pleasure. There will always be hurt before there is heal. Remember those words as you go to bed and wake up every single day. Thank God for your life. Strap on your armor of God and then get busy. Period. Amen. Ooh, I'm on fire now, baby. I'm ready to roll. Mm. 
Share this video. Let's get six, 7,000 people watching. Let's see if we can do that as an action item to audience. Let's see if we can click that little share button if you're on the app. Or if you're not on the app, you're probably on the web. You can click that link on top, save it, send it over to Facebook, send it to your groups in Facebook. Let's get a massive amount of eyeballs and eardrums on this page. By the way, my wife and I sent out 15 orders yesterday for hats and glasses. Now, there are two different colors of hats. There's the dark gray and there's the light gray. We've just been sending them out randomly. Please, if you if you uh, when you do your order, please specify in the notes section what you would like to have. We'll try to get it to you. If we run out of one, we'll send you the other. It's just the way it kind of goes right now. Also, I could not buy these sunglasses that I usually wore in bulk for whatever reason. I could only buy these ones right here. So uh, a good a good substitute either way, but those are the glasses that you will be receiving. And like I said, my wife and I sent out 15 orders yesterday. There's only a hundred. There's only a hundred hats and a hundred sets of glasses, so they are limited. Um, and as well, the same thing as when the Bibles. When you put in your request for Bibles, please put in what kind of Bible you would like. I'll try to get you whatever we have. Um, and and if you want a Jesus Calling book, we have those as well. Okay, so let's get into the first and foremost section of today. I wanted to start off the video by telling you that I think hell has literally froze over. I think hell is actually freezing over at this moment. I found a video from yesterday. Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo. Oh, dumb and dumber on CNN. The worst, the worst ratings on CNN. By the way, CNN has lost two-thirds of its audience as a total. Since President Trump has left office, CNN has lost two-thirds of its audience. <laughs> Doesn't that make you happy? Anyway, not that I want to start off by showing you a video of Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo because it automatically stains and, 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 and uh, puts, a, <laughs> puts a mark on the show. Um, but this video was actually quite telling. And how funny is it when you have Don Lemon telling you that we shouldn't be wearing masks anymore if we've been vaccinated. The entire left narrative is you still have to wear a mask even if you've been vaccinated, which makes no sense to get vaccinated if you can't have your old life back unless you're afraid of dying and, and you think the vaccine is going to help you. However, finally, somebody on the left, some dum-dum on the left, actually set, broke through the narrative and said common sense. And I don't know why he said it, I don't know why he did it, because this dum-dum, dum-dum Don Lemon is always talking about wearing your mask, wear your mask, wear your mask, everybody wear your mask. Chris Cuomo comes out of the basement, I beat COVID, oh, look at me, but I'm still getting vaccinated, I'm still wearing a mask. Anyway, check out this interaction between these two dum-dums, Dumb and Dumber on CNN. Here we go. But, but she is fully vaccinated, Chris. I know. And if you're going to say, during the entire pandemic, and I'm talking to you, Mom, I'm talking to you, my other friend. I won't say her name because she'll get mad at me. If you're going to say, I believe in the science and the scientists, then now on this side of the pandemic, then you must believe in the science and scientists as well. I agree. We're saying to you, if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask outside. If you want to travel, you can wear a mask, follow the protocols. But it is 99.99 or whatever percent chances that you won't get the COVID, you won't get COVID, then you should trust in that science as well and get back to your life. My mom is is a, a woman of a certain age. I don't know how much time any of us has. I could walk out of here and get hit by a bus. I'm, I want to live my life. I want to see my loved ones. So can we get back to some semblance of normalcy? And we cannot be afraid to go back into normal I'm society. I'm with you, but I will. Let me argue one point for logic. Mom. I'll argue one point for your mom. Okay. <clears throat> yep. And I'll put a little bit of stink on this, but I'll put more on Sanjay <laughs> and then more on the government. Um, this messaging about the vaccine has not been good enough. They still make you feel like it's not like every other vaccine that you've ever had in your life, um, where you may still get it. You should still wear a mask. You can still have enough to be contagious. You can still spread it. You know, I get why people like your mom and my mom. Yeah did not feel the confidence that we were supposed to have in getting this vaccine. Messaging. And I still don't think they're allowing the numbers and the science to rule, and they're giving people with vaccines even more latitude, especially yeah. now that you have people who don't want to get it. Yeah. Look, I have to say uh, there was so much I wanted to talk to you about. 
But you've got to believe in the science, you've got to believe in facts, and you've got to believe in reality. I do. And I'm that- with you. You've got to believe in the science, you've got to believe in the facts, and you've got to believe in reality. Haven't, isn't that what I've been saying for the last, I don't know, year? Isn't that exactly what gets me kicked off of YouTube? However, that can be on YouTube. Because Don Lemon is finally coming around saying that you have to believe in facts, you have to believe in reality, you have to believe in science, which the science tells you that the masks don't protect you from getting COVID. The science tells you that wearing the masks don't stop the spread of COVID. And the science tells you that you have a 99% chance of living, higher than 99% chance, in three of the four age groups. That's what I've been telling you, and that's what most people with common sense have been telling you for the last year. However, Don Lemon says it, and he can stay on Facebook. Facebook. Don Lemon says it and he can stay on YouTube. Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo, they're the new scientists. They're the new standards. No, ladies and gentlemen, the reason why I showed you that video right now is because I always talk to you about a house of cards that is falling. I always talk to you about how people's narratives are being, uh, holes are being punched through constantly because you cannot keep a lie going. And really what is happening is CNN has lost two thirds of their audience. And the reason why CNN has lost two thirds of the audience is because even the people that watch CNN no CNN is fake news. The only reason they watched it so much when President Trump was there was because they hated President Trump and they had to have a news station that hated him as equal as uh, just as bad. They had to have it equal so that they could go on there and they could say, see, I'm validating my reasons for hating Donald Trump, even though I have no idea what I'm talking about. What you just saw between Don Lemon and Chris Cuomo was them losing two thirds of their rating and them changing their narrative so quick because they know that their jobs are now in jeopardy. Now, I do want to answer somebody here. Uh, Mayushka says, actually, what Israel is doing is evil by killing Palestinian kids. Well, from I, I'm not in Israel. Okay, I'm not on the ground in Israel doing any reporting, so I can't tell you what Israel has actually been doing to the Palestinians um, that is evil. What I can tell you is that rockets are constantly being fired from Palestine to Israel. Rockets are constantly being um, shot towards Israel and the people of Palestine, Iran, and every other nation around Israel is constantly calling for the destruction of Israel, of the temple, and of all its people. Okay. Um, now, when I say temple, I'm talking about uh, their, their, the, the religious center of, of Jerusalem. And uh, what I can tell you is that rockets were fired at Israel first before they started sending rockets back this time. So while I don't completely disagree with you, I do know what God says about the state of Israel. And God says that Israel are his chosen people. That's what I do know about that. Um, and, and Sean Maga 79 says Israel is under attack. Now Biden is in power. Yep. Um, somebody says rumble. How come you keep cutting out? If rumble's cutting out, I apologize. I don't know why that's happening. And, uh, J, uh, JL jazz says dumb and dumber had a random act of rationality. Larry Hardy says Don and Chris equals beyond stupid. Punk rock rebel says, funny thing, I am not going to be vaccinated and I never did stop living. I like reading some of you guys' comments as we go. Um, now let's move into, since we're, since we're talking about coronavirus and we're trying to get this all out of our system before we start also broadcasting again on YouTube next week, which probably none of you will go back to. Some of you might. Some of you might because you're not used to the Rumble platform, and I get it. Thank you guys for sharing this video enough to get 5,000 people watching live. I appreciate it. Let's move on to Dr. Fauci. Now, I told you about a month ago, based on uh, Peter Navarro's reporting and his research, that Dr. Fauci himself is responsible for building the Wuhan lab, maintaining the Wuhan lab, and basically in charge of all of the research and development that was done at the Wuhan lab, okay? He's the one who built it. He's the one who signed off on all the money needed to build that lab from the ground up, and guess who paid for it? You did. I did. All 5,000 people that are watching this show right now, and the 25,000 people that will watch it and listen to it the rest of the day, I want you all to know that you paid for that Wuhan lab to be built, and you paid for coronavirus research to happen Anyways, no matter what you think, you paid for it. We are now told that the first people to get the uh, coronavirus were not 
from a market that they originally said, oh, there happened at a wet market. It happened at a food market. Now we know that the first people that were infected with coronavirus were people that actually worked for or had contact with the Wuhan lab. Okay, And the funny thing about it is, is Fauci designed it all. Fauci signed off on the money to go there to build the Wuhan lab. And now, with all of your taxpayer dollars, he gets paid more than anybody in the federal government and gets to tell all of America what to do, how to do it, when to do it, and and since when did we get a king? This guy seems to have more power than any president or any congressman or woman or any senator in this country. Don't believe me? Pfft. Walk outside and look uh, look and look and see what's happening. Walk into almost any store and look and see what is happening. Who said to do that? Fauci. Fauci said to do that. Now I want to play you a video from Tucker Carlson last night where he's kind of talking about this. Now again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm not going to play you the whole video because the entire video is is rather long. It's like 13 minutes long. But just let me play you a few a few minutes of the clip and uh, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Here we go. Tucker Carlson on Fox News talking about the uh, the Wuhan lab. How do we assess the Biden administration's response to COVID? Well, here's one marker. It tells you pretty much everything that the White House that is supposedly so committed to science chose as its head COVID coordinator, a man with no background at all in science or medicine. I'm going to move this forward a little bit. There we go. Let's talk about Fauci. Our species that you comply with it reflexively without asking questions or thinking about it. And this will all continue, Jeffrey Zients explained, quote, across time. What does that mean exactly? How long will this terrifyingly irrational exercise continue? For the answer to that question, we go now to a man even more partisan than Jeffrey Zients. Here's the nation's most highly credentialed political operative, Tony Fauci, letting you know that actually this mask thing is never going to end. But is the mask going to be something we have? With and we talked about this yesterday. Seasonal aspect. You know, that's quite possible. I think people have gotten used to the fact that wearing masks, clearly, if you look at the data, diminishes respiratory diseases. So it is conceivable that as we go on a year or two or more from now, that during certain seasonal periods, when you have respiratory-borne viruses like the flu, people might actually elect to wear masks to diminish the likelihood that you'll spread these respiratory-borne diseases. A year or two or more from now. In other words, never. You're never taking off the mask. Get ready for a lifetime of filthy, wet cotton covering your mouth. Yep. Reduced oxygen flow to your brain. And a world where every stranger looks the same because no one has a face. When Kamala Harris and her husband kissed the other day while wearing masks... They were giving you a preview of your daughter's wedding. In a masked world, human beings never really touch each other. Is that public health? No, it's not public health. It's a kind of punishment. Tony Fauci is punishing the country, you, us, everyone. The question is, why is he doing that? Maybe he likes it. That's possible. But you've got to think that at least part of Tony Fauci's authoritarian germ hysteria is a cover for something else. Here we go. Listen. Could it be that Tony Fauci is trying to divert attention from himself and his own personal role in the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm -hmm. Now, what do we mean by that? We cannot recommend more strongly a new piece by Nicholas Wade, who for more than 50 years has one, been one of the preeminent science writers in the world. For 30 years, Nicholas Wade worked for the New York Times. He edited the science section there. But this piece did not run in the New York Times. It ran on Medium. And the piece explains where this virus almost certainly came from. In it, Nicholas Wade makes it clear that more than any other single living American, Tony Fauci, is responsible for the COVID-19 pandemic. Yes, he is. Wade lays out a nearly insurmountably large amount of... Now, folks, I'm sorry for, I'm sorry for uh, playing this so much, uh, so much of this. I know you, you, you probably all watched this as it is, and this is a rerun. But for those who didn't watch it, the next part that you are about to hear is very, very important. And it's what I told you a month ago based on Peter Navarro's research. So let's get back to the video. I apologize for cutting it off. Here we go that this virus originated at the Wuhan Institute of Virology in central China. It seemed to make sense this show and others had raised the possibility from the early days of the pandemic. But this piece all but proves it. 
At the time the outbreak began last fall, the Wuhan lab was conducting experiments on how to make bat viruses infectious to human beings. Those experiments were funded by American tax dollars. Those experiments were, their funding, approved and directed by Tony Fauci in Washington. Yep. By Tony Fauci. That is hard to believe, but it's true, and the piece lays it out. Many of the Wuhan experiments fell under the direction of a Chinese researcher called Shi Zhengli, known as the Bat Lady. She was China's leading expert on bat-borne viruses. Her job was to genetically engineer coronaviruses so that they infect human beings and do so as easily as possible. This work, Nicholas Wade notes, involved, quote, doing gain-of-function experiments designed to make coronavirus infect human cells. Now, why was this research going on? Now, there's one thing. I want to pause this real quick. I want to pause this real quick, and I want to tell you something. What you're about to hear him say next, it blew my mind. Now, this is one part I did not know, that that, that Dr. Fauci and his lab actually found a loophole. They were told to not invest and not take any part in any kind of uh, coronavirus research or any kind of SARS or MERS virus research in order to um, enhance it or or use it as a bioweapon or anything like that. They were ordered not to do that. They found a loophole using scumbag lawyers to get through that and to continue using taxpayer-funded money to create the coronavirus. I know it sounds crazy. I know it sounds like it's a like it's a conspiracy theory, but there's mounds and mounds of evidence to support this. So here we go. Fact remains, these were some of the most dangerous experiments ever conducted by mankind. And yet we know that China was not taking necessary safety precautions, and we should not be surprised by that. Several years ago, American diplomatic cables warned about low and lax standards at the Wuhan lab. In fact, the Wuhan facility was classified as a biosafety level 2 laboratory. What does that mean? Well, according to Richard Ebright, who's a molecular biologist at Rutgers, that is approximately the same level of safety that you would find in a dentist's office in America. So that lab conducting research experiments on the coronavirus and how to make it transmissible to human beings resulted almost certainly in the infection of a lab researcher. And the virus spread from there. Boom. The first coronavirus patients, in fact, did not come from the so-called wet market, as we heard. That was a lie. Yep. The first patients of the coronavirus, in fact, were employees at the Wuhan Institute of Virology at the lab. So once again, why would the Wuhan lab be conducting experiments like that in the first place? Well, we know that Tony Fauci had authorized payment for the research. Here we go. For five years, from 2014 to 2019, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, which Tony Fauci runs and has for decades, pumped money to a group called the EcoHealth Alliance. The EcoHealth Alliance is run by a man whose name you may recognize, Dr. Peter Daszak. Daszak contracted with Dr. Xi to conduct gain-of-function experiments at the Wuhan lab. Just before the pandemic became public knowledge, on December 9, 2019, Peter Daszak sat for an interview that was streamed online. In that interview, Daszak bragged about how easy it is to manipulate coronaviruses in lab experiments. Let's move this forward a little bit. I want to get to the point where they talk about Dr. Fauci circumventing and finding a loophole. That was incredible. The WHO's investigation in the origins of the virus was fraudulent. And that matters to public health globally. But one thing you'll notice is that Tony Fauci did not say that. Why? Because once again, he is implicated in it personally. The gain-of-function research that Peter Daszak was bragging about in the video we just showed you had, in fact, been banned explicitly by the U.S. government. Banned. There was a federal moratorium on the funding of exactly the kind of -of gain-of-function experiments that went on in the Wuhan lab to disastrous effects. So why didn't the U.S. government halt its funding of the lab in Wuhan? That is a central question, and Nicholas Wade, to his great credit, looked into it. And here's what he found. Quote, someone wrote a loophole into the moratorium. There it is. The moratorium specifically barred funding of any gain-of-function research that increased the pathogenicity of the flu, MERS, or SARS viruses. But then a footnote on page two of the moratorium document states that, quote, an exception from the research pause may be obtained if the head of the U.S. government funding agency determines that the research is urgently necessary to protect the public health or national security. 
And that's exactly the loophole that was exploited. Who signed off on this? Tony Fauci. Possible. There you go, folks. I won't play you any more of that, but that's, that's, you, you heard it yourself. Not only did Tony Fauci, Anthony, Dr. Fauci, who I got to wear a mask my entire life, wear seven masks, get 17 vaccinations, and then get 17 more, and then wear 17 more masks as well. That guy took your money, took my money, found a loophole in the federal government's orders not to do what he did, found the loophole, continued to take taxpayer money, funnel it to the Wuhan lab, Wuhan lab, which created the coronavirus, which infected the workers there, which spread it over the world. Now, the question is, was it done on purpose or was it done accidentally? Ladies and gentlemen, almost every time that a child does something you tell them not to do, they they disobeyed you on purpose, they lied to you about what they did, and then the outcome of what they did is entirely their fault. Same thing goes with Dr. Fauci. This man needs to be in handcuffs. When President Trump comes back into the White House, he needs to make sure that he has the right people around him at the DOJ and the FBI. He needs to not mess around this time, not listen to people like Mark Meadows and, 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 and the rest of the people that were around him, literally take charge now that he knows the job, now that he knows the swamp for sure, now that he knows who's good and who's not, he needs to direct his DOJ and, and the FBI to arrest this man when he takes power again, put him in jail with the rest of these scumbags, and make sure that they never, ever, ever, ever have a chance or an opportunity to destroy this world ever again. Amen? Because, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this as a segue to get into my next segment here, alright? Because we are now, ladies and gentlemen, um, we are not only in, an, in a health crisis because of this, we are in an economic crisis because of this. Our inflation is going through the roof. Stock markets are going to drop sooner or later. We are in a gas shortage. There's people that are lining up in gas at gas stations. Okay, We have a border crisis. All of this happened, ladies and gentlemen, within six months. From energy independence to gas lines in less than six months. From, from creating more oil and natural gas than anybody else in the world to literally paying out the butt for gas and lining up because there's gas shortages in less than six months. Biden and the Democrats are the worst. They are the worst human beings on this planet, and I can't wait for God to judge them and deliver justice to these people that are destroying democracy, destroying the republic, destroying freedom, destroying the world, all so that we can become a socialist country. That's what it's all pushing us towards, ladies and gentlemen. They talked about it. They talked about it for years and years and years. Democratic socialism. Democratic socialism. That's like saying candy-covered turd. Candy-covered turd. It makes no sense. Democratic socialism is the same thing as a candy-covered turd. At the core of it, it's all disgusting. And it's all something that we don't need in this country. You don't think that the border crisis is on purpose? You don't think the gas shortages are on purpose? You don't think inflation is on purpose? You don't think that destroying and taking the word out of, uh, the, the, the God out of everything is on purpose? You don't think that letting boys beat the crap out of girls and go pee in girls' bathrooms is on purpose? It's all geared towards the same thing. That's what these Democrats are doing. I call them dum-dums every day, but really, they're not dumb. They're extremely smart. They're, they are, they are complete, they're doing a complete takeover. Or at least they think that's going to be the outcome. Now, check this out. Cars are lining up today in Virginia, Atlanta, Florida, and North Carolina has declared a state of emergency because of the shortage of gas. That all happened in six months. In six months, we've got an energy crisis, a financial crisis, a border crisis, forced vaccination crisis, health crises. Now, this morning, I heard a phone call to a good friend of mine, Jeff Carrere, who does ringside politics in the morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on America's Voice News. A gentleman called in. And he said he's been working on pipelines for 30 years and he's worked very, very, very closely and on the colonial pipeline for many, many, many years. Now, he is an engineer there. He works with this kind of stuff. He says that anytime something goes down, 
the people in the control room know what engine went down, what wire came undone, what computer got uh, infected with something. If there was a hack done, they know about it before anybody, and there are steps in place in order to override this, meaning that right now they are saying that they have to shut down all these plants because they have to fix the computers because the computers were hacked, there was ransomware. We don't know if the ransomware was paid. We don't know to what extent the hack was done. We don't know to who the hack was done by, but you know what this gentleman said this morning? He said, I've worked on these my entire life, and I can tell you right now whether there was a hack or whether the computers went down or whether the engines, whatever it is, you can manually override this and you can, and, and, and he used the metaphor to turn the valve back on and let gas flow. He said, all you have to do is send a team out there. They can manually override the computer systems and they can turn on the valves and let the gas flow. Now, it's, as, it's not as easy as saying, hey, just turn on the valves and let the gas flow. I know that, there's, that, that our entire system relies on computers, meaning billing, uh, you know, uh, where things are supposed to go, how much is supposed to go, when it's supposed to go. I get that. A hundred percent get that. But what happens in your house when technology fails you? You go back to the way you used to do things, right? Your water heater breaks and you can't get warm water anymore for whatever reason. What do you do? In the, in the meantime of trying to fix your water heater, what do you do? You do what I did when I was a kid. You boil water. You get warm water by boiling water. If your electricity goes out, what do you do? You get candles and you light candles. If your boiler goes out and you and you have an opportunity or you have the option to burn wood because you have a stove, maybe you have a wood stove, you put wood in the wood stove. There are thousands and thousands of examples that I could give you of referring back to what we knew back to the basics. And every company, even though they rely on computers to do everything these days, literally everything, they have the ability to go back to basics and the ability to make sure that gas is flowing, regardless of if you can keep the receipts right, if you can keep the orders right, if you can, you know, understand, you know, rates and and, and, and all this other stuff. That's not the problem. The problem is the people at the pump cannot get gas, hence they cannot move about their day, hence it's slowing down the economy and it's destroying things. Turn the gas on. This gentleman said this morning that it can easily happen. Let me read you. I want to read you from Instagram something else to corroborate that. Somebody wrote this morning on my Instagram uh, video, and he's also an engineer. He said the following. Hold on. Let's get to this. I want to make sure I read this correctly. He says, I'm a control systems engineer. There is And he put this in capital letters. There is always mechanical ways to override a system if the front end is down. And that came from uh, cruisearius underscore EC on my Instagram. Shout out to you on my Instagram this morning uh, for corroborating the fact, because I'm not a structural engineer. I'm not an engineer of, of any kind. But I can tell you that I have friends everywhere who do this kind of work. Okay? Everywhere. And they're all telling me the same exact thing. They're all telling me the same exact thing. Um, So, ladies and gentlemen, this, he's saying, this is his words, not mine, the guy that called into Jeff Carrere this morning. He said, this is happening from within, and this can, this is literally the the shortages, and and the saying, oh, we have to wait till Friday to fix everything. He said, that's all just rhetoric. He said, this is happening from within, it's happening on purpose. And he said this could be fixed easily, or at least in the in the in the short time, it could be remedied by getting the gas to flow, and you can deal with all the other stuff later that the computer tracks. That's what he said. He said it's happening from within. So if you think about this, think about this, and this is why I tell you guys to share these videos. Share it now and share the recorded version that I put up later because people need to hear this. I don't care if we get banned or not. We need to keep telling the truth. People need to hear the truth. And the truth is that the border crisis is all Joe Biden's fault because he invited everybody and then he told everybody to stand down, let him in. I can tell you firsthand that nobody down there can stop a uh, illegal alien from coming across that border, even if it's on your own property or you'll get arrested. Think about that. So that was designed and done on purpose. Look at the Keystone Pipeline. Look at the Colonial Pipeline. They were designed and done on purpose purpose because they can easily be remedied but the administration does not want to look at coronavirus look at what's going on there 
They are purposely trying to force you into doing something that you don't want to do as a free person. They are taking away your God-given rights to freedom of movement, the pursuit of happiness, all of that. And they're doing all of this collectively. And you can't tell me that it's not to make us a social woke-topia country. Because that's exactly what they're doing. But again, you're not going to beat it. You're not going to beat us. You're not going to beat the strength and the spirit of America. You're definitely not going to beat God. And good always beats evil. Now, let's move on because I think I've ranted quite enough about these things. Let's go ahead and give the first Smarty Award of the day today. Now, normally I would not give this guy a Smarty Award because he's been MIA on a lot of the things that we need him to be on. But anytime somebody does something right, I have to acknowledge it, regardless if I agree with anything else that they do, even if they're a rhino. I'll even give a a Swamp Donkey a Smarty Award of the Day if they do something smart. So I'm going to give today's Smarty Award to Governor, or lack thereof, Doug Ducey of Arizona. And I'm going to, boom, I'm going to give him the, uh, the Smarty Award today because he signed legislation barring Arizona and Arizona entities from suing gun manufacturers or gun makers over the criminal use of firearms that were legally made, legally marketed, and legally sold. This is one step uh, toward blocking Democrats' overreach to take people's rights to their firearms. What a wonderful move by Doug Ducey. Now, he's got a lot more to do. He's got a lot more to do. He could be sending the National Guard down to the audit to, to secure that so that they can't, so the Democrats can't cry foul. But he's working with Katie Hobbs. We all know that. The people of Arizona know that. However, if he does something good for the people of Arizona, I will acknowledge that he's done something good for the people of Arizona. And making it impossible to sue gun makers is one step in the right direction from saving face. So Governor Doug Ducey will get the Smarty Award today for that. Take a sip. By the way, there are right ways, there are wrong ways, but only one Yahweh. And you can get this coffee cup on JeremyHarrell.com right now. Let your coworkers know that you ain't afraid. You ain't afraid to speak loudly and show your love for God. Amen. All right, folks, we are living in a world of tattletales, snitches, and woke morons crying out to their overlords to come to their rescue anytime somebody hurts their widow feelings or makes it so they have to fill out a butthurt report. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are living in a world of people who snitch, who tattle, who report, who cry, who call the FBI and say, oh, I think this happened, even though they have zero proof that it happened, and I am (laughs) walking proof of that. Um... But lately, it's getting worse, and it's getting worse, and it's getting worse. Uh, Baltimore State's Attorney, Marilyn Mosby, (laughs) Marilyn Mosby is now crying to Biden's DOJ and also to Biden's FCC, and she wants a small Fox affiliate, local affiliate in Baltimore, shut down. And you got to say to yourself, well, why would a state's attorney cry to the DOJ and cry to the F- uh, FCC about a news station. You would think that they must have done something illegal. You would think that they maybe did what most of the news stations do to to right-wing uh, people who support Trump. Maybe they doxed her. Maybe they're sending threats. Maybe their news reporting has made threats go to Mosby. Nope, nope, none of that is true, ladies and gentlemen. She literally just does not like the reporting that is happening by this Fox affiliate. She doesn't like the news stories that they are reporting on about her and what is happening it's making people go to her social media and say negative things about her policies and the things that she wants to control in the city of baltimore so she's crying to the department of justice and to the fcc to shut down a news station uh hitler much uh nazi much ladies and gentlemen what do you say about that what do you say about that when a state's attorney is literally trying to get a a news station shut down because they don't like the reporting that's being done. Here's another example. Here's another great example. Starbucks. Starbucks is now threatening, 
Facebook that they are going to shut their Facebook page down with 35 million followers. They're going to shut the Facebook page down. Why are they threatening Facebook to shut their Facebook page down and stop all that traffic? Because people are going to the comment section and complaining and giving their views and their opinions on Starbucks' woke-topia world that they live in. Matter of fact, they're doing it so much that the comments on any post completely outweigh the good comments which are from the left woke that are like yay keep silencing people keep fighting for oppression and critical race theory and blah 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 the the comments are filled with people saying how stupid it is how dumb it is to push critical race theory how stupid starbucks is for pushing this narrative of racism and dividing people further and further apart in this united states of america so now starbucks doesn't like that so they're crying out to facebook to either Censor everybody, meaning monitor their own chats, monitor their comments, and they want Facebook to go in there and they want Facebook to suspend anybody that says anything negative about them, or they're going to delete their Facebook page. Uh, Nobody cares about Facebook or anything that's going on on Facebook. But again, this is the world that we're living in. This is the world that we're living in. So why don't we go ahead and give today's first dum-dum award <laughs> to Starbucks. And we're going to throw it the Swamp Donkey Bucket. You know we got to do that. Boom. Starbucks. Dum-dum award. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on, ladies and gentlemen. I want to remind you. Boom. MyPillow.com. If you go to my pillow, if you're ordering anything, if you're ordering it for Christmas, for birthdays, or anything like that, and you go and you order my slippers or my pillows or anything, you know that I am in a partnership with mypillow.com right now. Two American uh, patriots working together. Um, I actually get 50% of the revenue that you guys spend there. Now, that is one heck of a partnership. So if you go to mypillow.com, if you buy slippers, dog beds, pillows, Giza dream sheets, or whatever, if you put the promo code in LFA for live from america uh 50 of that revenue comes back to live from america so it really helps out uh to alleviate some of the some of the uh, pressures that are on the donors to make sure that we continue to fund and maintain and grow this show so remember lfa i always want to let you guys know that and also while you're at it Check out PatriotFoods.com too because they're another company that uh, that we're trying to work together with in order to build this conglomerate of conservatives spending money with other conservatives and not giving our money to left-wing woke companies like Woca-Cola and all these other people and Amazon. There's plenty of people out there that you can order and buy from that aren't these people. And you can check them out on my America Strong tab on JeremyHerald.com as well. Okay, moving on. The Biden administration, this is sickening. This is actually a very sickening story here. The Biden administration has ordered Texas National Guard. Now, you would think that the governor of Texas is in, is in control, ultimately, of their National Guard. However, the resident in the White House is the commander-in-chief of all military. So the Biden administration has ordered the Texas National Guard to do what? No, not to, not to, not to uh, block people coming over the border. Not to secure the border. Not to stop terrorism. Nope. He has ordered the Texas National Guard to pick up garbage on the Rio Grande River, on the Texas side of the Rio Grande River. Pick up garbage. Now, a lot of you followed me when I was down at the border with Real America's Voice News, with Ben Berkwam, and with, uh, with the, with the uh, Save America tour bus. We went down there to get actual footage and to get truth of what was going on. We did that. We went down there to get interviews. We did that. But one thing that you might remember, and you can go watch it on my YouTube videos, is where I showed you just endless amounts of trash. Trash everywhere. From actual maxi pads, not masky pads, actual maxi pads, to 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 rafts, rubber rafts, just trash everywhere, all over from it didn't matter. I could just, I couldn't walk two steps without seeing more trash. There's trash riddled down there. And the reason that the left didn't want the wall built was because they were worried about environment. Oh, the environment. You're going to disrupt the environment. You're going to hurt the environment. You're going to hurt the wildlife. You're going to hurt everybody. Meanwhile, the illegal aliens that are coming over, over the Mexican border, from all over the world, by the way, are littering and destroying our riverbank on our side of the Rio Grande River, destroying it with trash. And Biden has now got the National Guard down there picking that trash up. Like, that's what they signed up for, to pick up trash left by illegal aliens that shouldn't come here to begin with. 
And now there's a sheriff named Andy Louderback. He's a Texas sheriff. Uh, we're going to get his information and we're going to talk about him on tonight's show. We're going to reach out to him. But Texas Sheriff Andy Louderback says it's embarrassing and incomprehensible that the Biden administration is ordering soldiers to go down and pick up trash that is left by people that don't belong here to begin with and shouldn't be allowed to cross that border to begin with. Again, another destroyed, another another attempt to destroy America by corn pop and the people who are illegally occupying our White House right now. (sighs) Let me take a drink of coffee real quick before we move on. Today is Get Rid of Rhino Eve. What do I mean by that? Well, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow Liz Cheney will be removed from Republican leadership. Now, I, I've gotten a lot of flack from some people, I don't know, like Liz Cheney, I guess, but I've gotten a lot of lot, flack from people that said, why are you coming down on Liz Cheney so hard? She has, the re- she has the freedom to speak her mind. And you're right. Liz Cheney does have the freedom to speak her mind. As a person, as a woman, as a citizen of this United States, she has the freedom of speech. But guess what else she has? consequences. Just like there are consequences for elections, free and fair elections anyway, and apparently there's consequences if you cheat too, there are consequences when you open your mouth. Trust me, I know this firsthand. I experienced, the FBI was just at my door last week because of this show and me opening my mouth. There are consequences to you running your gums. Liz Cheney, your consequences are you will be removed from the Republican leadership tomorrow. Meanwhile, more and more Democrats and rhinos like Adam Kissinger, Kissinger, whatever his name is, in Illinois, are coming out to her defense. So now you're starting to see who's real and who's not. Who's a rhino? Who's a real Republican? Who's a swamp donkey? Who's not? Who's an American? Who's not? Because all these people that are coming out in her defense are people that want her to stay in power. Now, why would the Democrats want Liz Cheney to stay in power? Why would Adam Kissinger care about Liz Cheney being the third in charge of the Republican Party? Why? Because she's in lockstep with them and their agenda. She's pushing their agenda on the Republican side. This is not a this is not a uh, this is not a, a, a new trick, folks. This is not a new trick. Republicans are actually who are Democrats who actually said they were Republicans so they could get elected to the Republican Party so they could sabotage from within. The same thing that's happening to the Republican Party is happening to America right now. There's people that are here that are sabotaging it from within. Liz Cheney is one of those people. Now, you know how you really know that you should not back Liz Cheney? Because O.J. Simpson, that's right, O.J. Simpson, if the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. O.J. Simpson came out with a video yesterday, and you can find it on Rumble, and you can find it on YouTube, where he endorsed Liz Cheney and said that all of these attacks that are coming at her are baseless and wrong, and she should have the right to speak her mind and blah, blah, blah. When you have Nancy Pelosi... Chuck Schumer, Adam Kissinger, the rest of the Democratic Party, Don Lemon, Chris Cuomo, Rachel Maddow, The Morning Joe, Joe and Mika, and O.J. Simpson all coming out to back Liz Cheney. The first thing that you should do is run far away from Liz Cheney, which is exactly what's going to happen tomorrow when she's stripped from her leadership role. Now we're going to give a second dumb, dumb award of the day today, and this is going to go to... Uh, Congresswoman, and I hate even calling her that, but the people of Minnesota apparently voted her in, even though she married her brother and lied about it. Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. Let's give her the dumb, dumb, swamp donkey award of the day today. Because Elon Omar tweeted her support for the Palestinians yesterday and bashed Israel once again with anti-Semitic rhetoric. Since when did we allow this in this country? Since when did we allow anti-Semitic rhetoric to be screened from a platform or a pedestal like the U.S. House of Representatives, like the U.S. Senate, or even like the White House? When's the last time we allowed that to happen? We stand lockstep with Israel. Israel has its problems. America has its problems. But we are a blessed nation for protecting and having a relationship and um, being lockstep with Israel. That is why God blesses us. So yeah, there's a thousand problems that Israel has. There's a thousand things they've done wrong. There's a thousand things that the United States have done wrong. But at, but at the core, we are there together. And when you're out there touting anti-Semitic rhetoric, and you're out there literally bashing Israel, 
then maybe Ilhan Omar needs to take a boat ride back to where she came from and stop hating on America and go back to where you apparently love more than anything, which is Palestine. I don't care who you are. I don't care what argument you have when it comes to this issue. I am always going to back Israel. I'm always going to back the Jewish faith. I'm always going to back those people in that in that country. Why? Because they are God's chosen and loved people. That's what the Bible says. And the United States is a blessed nation for being in relationship with them. Period. That's my take on it. That's my opinion on it. Oh well. I'm sorry for those who don't like Israel or who hate Benjamin Netanyahu or who hate what they're doing. I'm sorry. But that's what my opinion is about the matter. Alright folks, one more thing that I want to read to you today. Uh, let's see, where do I have that saved at? Let's see. Anyway, long story short, Attorney General Ken Paxton, who I had the honor and pleasure of meeting in Texas, has, has come out. Remember the video I showed you yesterday where the guy got sick and tired of BLM blocking the traffic? He got out and the cop was just sitting there letting him do it. And the guy was flipping out. And then what you don't see, you have to really slow the video down, is you see a BLM member brandish, brandishing a weapon. Don't know if it's a gun. Don't know if it's a BB gun. Don't know if it's a taser, but it's definitely pointed like this at the guy. That's when you've seen the guy actually throw a punch. So T Attorney General Ken Paxton weighed in on this, and he said that they are now investigating the police in that town. I think it was Plano, Plano, Texas, Plano. I think it's Plano. Uh, I don't know how to say it, so excuse me. Um, but they are investigating the police and the specific police officers that were there that day and said that they are not going to cow down and they're not going to bow, uh, bow down to the demands of BLM. They're not going to allow this kind of stuff to happen. And they are completely uh, against the, the uh, police department there. Um, Basically working with BLM, and now the police department there and the sheriff and the, and the sheriff there actually came out and said, "Well, you know, we got to be very careful. We have to we have to negotiate with these people. No, you don't negotiate with terrorists. You never negotiate with terrorists, which is exactly what the self-proclaimed Marxist group is—a terrorist group out there for the sole purpose of terrorizing this country into submission so that you hold your hand up and you say exactly what they want you to say or else they're going to ruin you, ruin your business, destroy your house, burn your business down to the ground, whatever. So, big shout out to, to Ken Paxton of Texas. Now, last thing I want to talk about, and this is great. This is great news. You ready for this? We all know who Tim Tebow is. Tim Tebow became super famous because he was praying to God during football games. Well, the NFL and, this, and, and, the, and the secular world that we live in didn't like that. So they, they quietly pushed him out of the NFL and, and got him away as far as they can. Well, now Tim Tebow's coming back to the NFL. And a lot of people would say, oh, man, screw the NFL. I don't watch that no more. Why would he go back there? Well, you know what? We need a good injection of God into everything. And we definitely need a good injection of God back into our favorite pastimes, which is baseball, football, and all those other things that we watch to get away from politics. Okay? So I am so happy and so honored that we get to have Tim Tebow back in the NFL. But this is the great part about it. I think he's going to Jacksonville Jaguars, and the left is freaking out. The left is doing exactly what the left does, pull their hair, freak out, kick things, cry in the corner, find a safe space, do whatever they got to do to get themselves heard, because Colin Kaepernick is not signed back to the NFL, but Tim Tebow is. And the left is furious at the NFL right now for allowing Tim Tebow back in, but not Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Hey, Colin Kaepernick. You're fired. <laughs> you're fired. Or how about you are not even hired? <laughs> hey, left. Nobody cares. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, folks, uh, we're going to end the show today, but I do want to talk to you quick about the tour that's coming up. We will be in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at Independence Hall on the 19th. There's going to be a special from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Real America's Voice News that I will be a part of hosting, but we're going to be there pretty much all day. So if you show up down there at noon, we'll be there. We're going to be talking. We're going to be speaking. We're going to be having discussions. We're going to be having speakers. Then we're going to be doing a, a one-hour special in front of Independence Hall uh, because this is the, I guess, the Liberty edition of this tour. So we're going from Philly to Lynchburg, Virginia, to Liberty University, where we're going to be talking and speaking with students, educating the youth and getting their input on what they see every day in this country. 
Um, we're going to be making, we're going to be, uh, today I'm going to be talking with everybody to see if we can make some stops outside of Philly, maybe at diners or something like that. And we have been talking about this because we know a lot of people can't make it to Philly or don't want to go to Philly. Um, originally we were going to be doing this in Western PA, but that was when Senator Mastriano was going to be helping out. Now Senator Mastriano isn't going to be helping out. Uh, I don't think anyway. And so, you know, the news station changed things, you know, depending on you know, where we could get people to actually come to. Um, we want to get state senators and state representatives involved. That's what this whole tour is about, is to get them uh, to be willing to fight or even educated to fight, kind of what Jen, like what Jenna Ellis and Rudy Giuliani were doing. And then, so we're going, so that'll be on the 19th um, at, in Philadelphia at Independence Hall. And we have a whole permit and everything, so we'll be there. Uh, please come out on the 21st. We will be in uh, Liberty University, um, and we'll be there all day. And I'll let you guys know where you can actually come to, where the public can come to, so we can all meet, we can all talk, we can all have conversation, uh, discussion, take pictures together, do videos together, uh, and just have a great old time. And then on the 22nd, um, from 5 to 7 p.m., I will be in Cookville, and I believe I might have Dave Bray USA joining in, which would be a phenomenal, uh, but I will be speaking and performing. There'll be state senators there speaking. There'll be state representatives there speaking. County commissioners speaking. Ben Berkwin will be speaking. And I will be speaking from the Cookville Community Center on the 21st. I mean, on the 22nd, excuse me, uh, from 5 to 7 p.m. So I just wanted to kind of give you a quick rundown of everything that was going on. And uh, I guess that's where I'll end today's show. Uh, so thank you guys for giving me your first hour of the day. You know we got more to come a little bit later on, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on Rumble, which I, by, by the way, I'm actually loving Rumble. I am. I'm loving Rumble. Uh, so we'll see you guys tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, for more Live from America. God bless you all. Remember, 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 there are right ways, there are wrong ways, but only one Yahweh. So stand up tall, keep your shoulders back, keep your chest out, and keep your head up high, because you are a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Thank you very much. God bless you, and I will see you tonight, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. For more, live from America, right here on Rumble. See you later.